Hey, I'm Lewis from Scran. I'm Liam. I play guitar in Scran, and I engineered the album. Hi, I'm Oscar from Scran, <laughs> and um, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to our new record, To Your Heart's Content. from a bunch of people who've been in other bands around Auckland. How was it that you all started working together and what did those early days of the group feel like? I used to be in a few bands, a band called Rackets and Water, and then kind of those bands fell apart a little bit and then I was hanging out with my friend Frey, who Lewis lives with, and we were just like, hey, do you want to make some music together? And then Lewis came over and we were both in a similar period of time where we didn't have much going on, uh, no partners, no commitments, and we just started making music together and it was really easy and really quick and really fun and that's kind of that's the that's the dream often you don't get that that is the dream yeah i think we've known each other for a while but we're forming like a a real friendship as well as making the music so that was probably not even a year ago so we started hanging out in october of last year and the album was basically finished up about december last year but um it's been exciting because lewis he's actually never been in a band band before but has been a singer songwriter and also does a lot of poetry a thing that i think is really interesting it's the first band where i feel like we kind of work together where like he's really lyric focused and i'm kind of music focused and as long as we get the energy together that they all kind of work together it's just beyond mm. on after that point well i'd kind of given up on the process of making music at all unless it was with other people you know and i felt like that was a bit of a pipe dream at a certain point in my life until it was pure like circumstance you know meeting Oscar because I yeah was definitely retired from you know the dream of doing it so it was totally fun but I didn't think it would get to the point that it's at now because when we met up we started doing it as a two-piece and I was doing like program beat drums and it was kind of sounded like kind of like slightly Sleaford modsy and a little bit like you know kind of basic but fun and then Lewis said to me let's I want to be in a band, like it'd be cool to have a band playing this music. And then subsequently two members of Water had kids, so they weren't really turning up to band practice, but Mason was still turning up to band practice. So I was like, oh, well, we got a drummer, so let's get a drummer. And then Lewis started playing bass, and he was like, I actually can't play bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had a real, like, crisis. And then um, we're kind of like, who's the best bass player in Auckland? And that's Paul Brown. We had to call, <laughs> we called Paul Brown, and then Paul Brown came around straight away and just... Just destroy. It was just so gorgeous. Paul Brown is a fucking golden god. He's so stunning, and um, the bass that he played was just exceptional. And then because we were practicing at Tone Exchange, where um, Cindy and DHDFDs practice, young James King was there, and he was just, I was just like constantly like, do you want to just come and like shred on this? And he's like, yeah, of course, <laughs> that's what I do. I shred on things. So then he came and just started shredding on everything, and then just did. Yeah, that was the initial band.
I did keep to a point where I kept going around Auckland, like, it was so gross, asking like, people if they wanted to jam or write songs with me, you know, like, because I, I just wanted to, like, experience the Lennon McCartney thing where you write songs with someone else and you'd be vulnerable with someone else and you can write a song together. And the bands I've been in the past not been in a, in a so collaborative of a songwriting experience in like, words or lyrics. And then when Lewis came into it, he was his words were so, like, powerful and punchy. I was like, fuck, I couldn't write those words, but maybe I can help edit them with you or maybe like some help with some melody stuff and it kind of became that kind of partnership that I think I was looking for for a long time where it's like a pure songwriting partnership where we work on the songs together there is that aspect of I feel like it's a collaborative experience of writing a song which I'd never been in before especially early on as well that was like a super important part of us like forming the idea of doing it you know in any child I'm trying to for you Liam joining the band after uh, like you know they're they're very lovely songs yeah good songwriters and <laughs> it was a joy to work on this album um I yeah I kind of joined it after everyone else and the band was fully established and everything on this album was already written so yes. in a way I, I uh, not in a way I made no contribution to this album as a songwriter yes. whatsoever I played some synth <laughs> on it originally I was brought in as a kind of like chuck the sugar on top character yeah because we we hung out with liam and i was just like i just need liam to be around so we didn't even really need another <laughs> member of the band but we we're like but this dude is so mean and awesome and he's got such good ideas we kind of just need him to be in the band somehow and subsequently now james has actually left the band to focus more on cindy so it's kind of worked out well now that we had liam there so now liam's slotting yeah. to more of a songwriting position wearing the big shoes <laughs> and then also liam runs the studio where we recorded the album which is on the old randolph street studio which is the old um dog pound where's damien from Greco Romank and Josh Lynn used to have this studio yeah, as well. And I should actually mention that Stephen Ma mixed this whole album and he really helped us out a lot because we recorded it and we were like, fuck, we cannot mix this. <laughs> Who, like, you know, like you got to be, you got to see some separation sometimes. And I remember Stephen was like really a good help on mixing this album in terms of like notes and choices on what instruments to keep in, keep out, pull in. He's really good at dynamics as well. So the song's got like really good dynamic shifts in it. And we did that a lot as well, but he also does a lot of automation on those dynamics as well, which really helped the song grow and breathe and keep going. It's this like, song specifically, I actually remember him being like, he stripped, the he guitar was, is like non-existent almost. Yeah. Well, he stripped it out so much at the start, there's not, it's almost the structure we play it now live, is he pulled out a lot of those lead guitars at the start that we had mm. and made it really bare and then slowly brought things in. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. I think just because it holds so much tension until it doesn't. And then um, 
I think it was, it's kind of like a, lyrically, at least for me, it's a reference to like what we were just discussing as forming a band, you know, like it's a new ceremony, new band, first track of the first album. It felt like it was appropriate and it's real repetitive and it kind of feels like a chant or something. Yeah, I can feel and see everything. I recall every place I've been. I found nothing beneath it. Yeah, I can feel and see everything. I recall every place I've been. I found nothing beneath this. I'm tired of spending money on myself. Yeah.
we kind of so. we thought this was gonna be a big single when we first we were like this is the first single i was listening to it um the other day as as well and i i also love it um but yeah for some reason we just kind of forgot about it we were going to lead with this song and yeah. um then last minute decided to make born again the first single it's a fun song luxury animals it's a riff that i've had since I was like 16. It's like one of those old riffs that I was just like, had stuck in my fingers for so long. And then for some reason it just worked for this song. And it was like really cool. Cause I've been, I literally had this riff in like rackets, heaps of bands. I was like, I'm sure there's something good about this fucking riff. And I just, it was had been stuck in my fingers and I was so glad to get it out. Because it was, it's like maybe the loudest song on the album, and packs the most punch. It's pretty dynamic as well, with like vocally and instrumentally. It's like James's lead part sounds great in it. Just made the best sense. I was buzzed out by doing a G chord so high up the guitar. To be honest, like so that song has this G chord. It's like all about this moving G chord. I don't know. This band's quite a basic guitar band. Like not for me. I'm playing basic emotive working guitar stuff and the little secret with the <laughs> oh god i take off the high e string on the scran so the scran sound is devoid of a high e that's very important and um this song is just a g chord moving around uh three five something or other but then it breaks into a a minor which is a, it's a weird shift the song has a weird chorus shift 
which I was always like, is this good or is it weird? And if we don't do it in the right time, it can sound off. It's kind of a weird song, but it's a good, it's a cool song. to have the same our second verse being the same as the first lyrically yeah yeah I mean and then because we were trying to because we were about to play the song live and, and Paul was like fuck this let's just play one verse one chorus and be done because the song just repeats it's ridiculous but I think it's a really good song mm. and it's real like just meat and bones like I, a, but I think the length of the song is important and also the re- repetition is important for the same reason because it, it kind of comes to a crescendo and then drops back into like like a beautiful bass line from Paul that kind of leads the song in a big way. A lot of the songs are pretty short and sweet, and this one has a bit of, it kind of lets you breathe a little with it. Yeah, I love this song. I like the opening words, the rent is due, my car's on empty. It's just like, I know it's like, I don't want to say your lyrics, but Lewis <laughs> writes quite good, like, basic lyrics. I know that sounds gross to say, but like, Thank but, you, it's, but basic, <laughs> but it's good. Like, it's, some people would like, would second guess that. Mm. You know, the rent is due, my car's on empty. You're like, oh, that's too basic. I need to be like, you know, say something that's a bit more vague or not to the point, but you say to the point shit, which I think is really endearing and kind of what I like about our song.
This is a the big song I reckon on yeah. the album because it's so it's so different to the rest of it and maybe the most naturally in a weird way despite the way we sound as a band it kind of came like it was we started writing it and it felt like then we had finished writing it with Oscar and I at least and then I don't remember ever umming and ahhing over anything about this song. No, it's a banger. And it's real close to me as well in a lyrical way. Most important song to me on the album, for sure. It's a great song. Even when Stephen mixed it, though, he, he actually did this really interesting mix where he like, stripped it completely back. And Paul had just yeah. played this weird acoustic guitar on it. And we were like, I don't know if we need that acoustic guitar. But then Stephen like, mixed it, we just like, everything gone but the acoustic guitar and it was actually kind of it, it could, I reckon it'll be a demo or like a little bootleg we'll put out one time because it is a really interesting mix of the song yeah and that, like, that, it's a while to because you give him all the tracks you know and then you try to he makes sense of what he thinks the song should be and it was wild to it was wild yeah to hear what he felt like it should sound like before you know he, well, he it stripped became. it back to all the vulnerability it was just like an acoustic guitar Lewis no backing vocals just like nothing yeah yeah it was kind of cool but we were like oh. no or barely any drums it was yeah it was crazy but also i'm saying like this is the song that is like a pure song from the album where you can strip it back to nothing and it still kind of works because it's it's just a real honest good song with a good chorus and yeah i'm really really proud of the song Generate. Still got it. 
rock song. I literally felt like an idiot writing the song. It was just like A chord. But then and then Lewis was like saying big ego pro it was just it's just a basic punk rock song. But it's fucking mean, I reckon. Yeah, just tongue in cheek, fun song and kinda of with the idea of like an energetic live set, to be honest. Not not much deeper than that. That's kinda of like you followed Inner Child with that and it's like, uh there's like a little bit of levity at least from yeah, like I wanted yeah. to, we want to make like a punk song up there. It's like, you know, the songs that make you feel like you're falling apart because they're so fast. It's like, fuck, I can't actually play. Like, but that's like Ramones and that's like some of the best shit is like, fuck, like breakneck speed. favorite songs on the album and also Paul one of Paul Brown's favorites yeah I think it was just I think it was decided among the band that this was like majority of people wanted to end on this song and felt it was one of the strongest we ended the album with this one I think because we came up with an idea of how to end the actual song itself yeah know? with the dun 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 yeah, dun yeah and we felt like it was like a nice tidy way of ending it and especially coming off the back of Primate Plan. And you've you've got to spread the quiet and fast songs a little bit, you know what I mean? And the words that Lewis have is fucking great, and then I feel like we sing nicely together. Actually, in the chorus on this one, I had to put the BVs down first because you were struggling a little bit with just yeah, yeah, hitting yeah. the pitch and stuff. Because yeah. we do a little bit of unison singing, which has been like 
cool, but also I can, I can go a bit overboard because I'm just like really into Lewis's lyrics. I'm just like singing along like pretty hard out, like a fan almost. But um, so it does need to tone down sometimes, that's for sure. But um, so this song has a lot of fan singing in it in the chorus, that's for sure. But I think the verse singing is definitely less fanny. I sing along, no, I have to, I sing along by to be off mic. Like I sing along basically the entire time, but off mic, and then I go into my parts. It's true. I'm fucking, I'm in there. I'm fucking in there. Let's go. I believe in, I believe in this shit wholeheartedly. Let's go. I've dug through the bottom, frisking and dark for new reason to extricate me from my. Did you get a sort of sting? I just say, hey, I'm Lewis. You say, I'm Oscar. We're from Scran. Thanks for listening to Totally Wild. Hey, I'm Lewis from Scran. And I'm Oscar. And you're listening to Totally Wild. Let let me go again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Oscar. I'm Lewis. We're in Scran. We'll go again. (laughs) You just do it. I don't have to be involved. 
Hey, this is Lewis, Oscar, and Liam from Scran, and you're listening to Totally Wired. Perfect.